Don Cena, what's going on, bro? What's I'm glad you're here, man. What's up, bro? I appreciate you for uh, squeezing me into your busy schedule, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Me? I had to, man. I had to for the bro, man. Okay, so. okay. So for anybody who doesn't know Don Cena, man, pretty much uh, he's an up-and-coming, uh, uh, I don't even know if it's a fucking word, but podcaster. Yeah, uh, a podcaster. Like, yeah, great. some shit like that. So he has a podcast called More Than Do Podcast, <laughs> man. It's on Spotify and Apple Music right now as we speak. Yeah. He be talking uh, uh, more uh, deep shit than I do. Uh, I'm usually <laughs> in this whole just freestyling, whatever comes to my mind, but... <laughs> He actually be on point about his topics, man. So if y'all want to talk about politics, anything like that, that's the man y'all want to go to in Houston. Yeah, Support your local artists. Appreciate that. So what's man. going on, bro? What's up, man? Chilling, man. Just feeling good. You know, working, trying to improve life. Yeah. You know? So that that wine got you feeling good? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Strawberry Zinfandel, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, I, this is my first time uh, trying it. You know. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm go ahead and say, bro, that shit's good. That whole smooth, man. Yeah, yeah, it's real <laughs> good, man. Um, I, I usually always sit on beer, like liquor, but I've mm. never tried wine. Yeah, bro, I just came up on wine like two years ago, but like I wanna really start investing. Yeah. Into that shit now, so. So have you have you heard about? I know uh, since you hang around with Nesta a lot, you probably mm. he probably told you about Gary Vaynerchuk and how he started up his wine business, right? Mm. That shit's kind of fly, bro. Like the way he did it and shit. Right. Um, I do want to get into it, man, just because mm. it's more of like that, like that fancy. Right. That fancy shit, you know, right. as opposed to like just buying a bottle of fucking Modelo <laughs> and sipping on that. Right. You know, right. when you know your wine, you, you seem like a classy ass dude. Right. And there's so many different types too. So it's like, I want to see if there's like, which one make me feel like this. Or, you know what I'm saying? If a Moscato or, you know, different just red or white wines and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite? Uh, Right now, I mean, I fuck with red wines the most right now. Mm. Um, I just love the overall feeling. I don't even know what I would call this one, man. Like, it looks like it's a red and a white. Yeah, yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. Low key, you know, but, um. Well, if you don't know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still experimenting, but, um, yeah, man. I, I just, overall, so far, just in general, I like how wine, uh, makes me feel or how my body responds to wine. Okay, know, okay. As opposed to hard liquor and a beer, you feel mm. me? I still fuck with them, but not as, you know. It's a time for me. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so I, the the issue I usually have when I drink is that anytime I drink, I, I drink it like it's juice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I get tipsy quick than a motherfucker. Right, yeah. So if I'm drinking, I'm not drinking just to like, just to sip a beer. I'm drinking because I'm like, all right, cool. I, I want, I'm planning on getting tipsy. Right, right. So yeah. let me go ahead and start pulling up. So I usually chug all my shit. <laughs> now, I, I chug the shit out of like two, two, I think two and a half cups yeah. of this. Mm. And I I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling anything. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, any, like I'm feeling anything. So... But you told me it's, it's, it's a different kind of... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, different kind of feeling? Absolutely. Like a smoother or what is it? Yeah, it makes, it makes me feel more smooth. Uh, some people use the word sophisticated, but it's like, um, I don't know, I just feel smooth, relaxed, into the moment, and just, uh, I don't know, bro, like loving, I guess. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's just... Okay. Just so uh, let me ask you this. So since you know about wine, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you're like deep into it, but mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with, like mm -hmm. more familiar with it than your average cat. So... Whenever you're talking to a female <laughs> and they see that you, you're familiar with wine, bro, like, uh, do you usually surprise them? Like, are they usually, like, impressed and shit like that? Ladies love wine, bro. Okay. They love it, bro. Yeah. And, and yes, and they love, uh, I guess, how I am off wine, too. I mean, but I, I like how I am off wine as well, but um, it, it's just a very complimentary drink to have whenever you want to engage in conversation or to get to know each other or you know what i'm saying just to re mm. have a get, uh, great time you feel me mm. and you don't want to like get all trashy and stuff you feel me wine's the great drink to go yeah. to, to where you could still have all your thoughts your memories but still feel good 
Okay, okay. So, but yeah, but um, from my experience, yeah, it's the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Damn, that's a bet, man. Now, <laughs> Absolutely. Now you, now just in case anybody's wondering, you, you might look like a player, man, but <laughs> my man right here is loyal. Yeah, and yeah. He's single too. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody want to try to, you know, slide his DMs, man, go yeah. ahead. Don't be scared. He a loyal cat. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> so, so, but you are single though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, how long you been single for now? Um, I want to say coming up six months, man. Six months. Yeah. How do you feel? Man, I feel good, bro. Um, I finally, I'm finally like over that hump, bro. Where it was like, dang, I was in a dark. A little closer. I was like, I was in a, I was in a dark spot, really, like, um, because it's like everything that I had done in my previous relationship. It was like. Dang, this spot right here is what I didn't want to happen. Like, I was running away from this situation right here. Mm. And it's like, now I'm here, you know? And it's like, I kind of needed to go because I guess I didn't have a, I wasn't very realistic with my relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. I was doing the most. I was traveling three hours, you know what I'm saying? It was a long distance. And we were in two different stages in life, too. As to where, you know, she was some college student trying to figure out who she is and stuff like in life. And as to where I kind of already know what I want and what I'm looking for in a sense. But I was kind of just winging it. And uh, I kind of like it was like a bad investment of time because, well, as you can see, we're not together. But I learned from it. So so you say it was a bad investment. Why? Just because because uh, you feel like you wasted time? Not not just time, but because I wasn't realistic from the get-go. If I was realistic with myself, I would have viewed the situation more and not just went based off, oh, you here right now, we ki- we cool, we, our personal connection is amazing. So, shoot, I'm going to make that move and just copy and make you mine. But to actually analyze the whole situation and be like, okay, does it make sense to be with her though? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, go in deep detail and analyze like okay what her parents like what her schedule gonna be like where she gonna be at and stuff like does it make sense to actually get into that and i didn't do that so do you feel like um so i, I know your situation is a little more complicated than than uh than uh, a normal person right. making a, a, a regular basic decision right, right? so right. but what i what i mean by that is a a, a regular decision like uh, your average decision mm-hmm. what most people consider average is usually when you date within uh within your ethnicity or your mm-hmm. race, right? Because mm-hmm. that's just what's the most common. Right. So, whenever you went outside of uh, your race mm-hmm. and you dated someone from a different ethnicity, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't really uh, uh you didn't know what to really think, right? So you kind of right. just you kind of just took that shot. Right. Right. Exactly. I just. But you can't blame yourself for taking that shot. No, no, no I don't. Like, um, it was it's great experiences, honestly, because it actually helps me knowing that what I want, but. Um, like I said, overall, just builds a realistic world for as far as far as relationship views for me. You know, coming from a house where a relationship was not glorified or represented in a, a well or healthy manner, I didn't. You know, all I had was movies <laughs> to reference from. You mm. feel me? So, I think that's why the experiences that I have had were they play a key role because I needed them, and I'm, I'm very. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, observant when it comes to things that I'm new to. Mm. You feel me? That way I have it registered in my mind. I'm like, okay, that's what happened to this, and now I know how that's like already. So let me see what this is like, and 
which one is the best option, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had to self-teach myself, um, I had to teach myself that as far as with relationships, you know, because my parents divorced and, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My man sounds uh, very poetic right now. (laughs) Raphael De La Ghetto in the building, baby. <laughs> nah, he said Rafael De La. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Hey, that's loud. Though. Nah, nah, cause, cause, uh, when you're talking to me, bro, you're talking with that, like, like with that smooth ass voice. Like, oh. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. nah, but I feel you, bro. Uh, do you feel like? Do you feel uh, her like? All right, so the situation didn't work out. Do you feel mm-hmm. like her parents had a lot to do with it, Absolutely. or was that just a portion of it? Absolutely. So th- you think that was the biggest factor? Absolutely, from the upbringing to how she reacts to certain situations, how she observes certain situations, all that is instilled from her from her parents mm. as to where I didn't have... Get a little closer. Um, as to where I didn't have really anything instilled in me and on how I almost were raw, natural reactions and like, okay, I had to figure it out. Like, actually, as to where, you know, like, in her world, me opening up the doors and taking her out on dates and stuff was a given. That's what she said. It was a given. As to me, I'm like, well, there's hella niggas out here that fuck up, that don't give a fuck, and treat their girls like dogs. You know what I'm saying? Why is it when I take the initiative to do that? Uh, take that step it's a given like it's supposed to be that way you know what i'm saying i i think it has to do a lot with culture though exact culture yeah big too because uh where was she from she's from philippines from the philippines now i'm not too familiar with the philippines culture but i'm assuming mm-hmm. uh um you know how like in the latino culture like mm-hmm. uh with the old heads you got machismo right where mm-hmm. like you got the housewife all she does is just stay at home cook take care of the kids while the man pro- is the provider and shit yeah I'm assuming it was kind of that way. Was she probably thought that you that's your job to do that shit? So, so her household, her dad is a nurse. You know, he got some stat, he got some bread to him. Yeah. He take care of everything. And I mean, I don't mind that role. No. I, I honestly wouldn't because my grandpa was like that, but mm-hmm. that that wasn't like she knew that I would be about that, but I think what it, it was more so and this is this is why I was like I I, I was like I waste my time because I told myself I saw this coming but I didn't want to believe it. I thought she was gonna be a little bit more flexible like where she hit that point where you know she just turned twenty one she trying to figure out you know what I'm saying she trying to figure out who she really is what she really wants so a relationship especially that's long distance ain't gonna really bring that much value especially if i'm not really doing anything yeah like that for her you know what i'm saying like yeah dates are cool and all that but you know what can i do yeah so so um do you feel like uh, one of the biggest things was the fact that she wasn't as available to you as uh, you wanted her to be or mm. that's a great question I wouldn't say yes and no. Realistically, because when I thought of a relationship, I didn't ideally think of it as a long distance one. I'm accustomed to where you can chop it up with her anytime. Exactly. Okay. Pull up, what's up, let's step out. Something like that. This was a new experience to where it's limited to where now instead of seeing you maybe ten to fifteen days out the month, it's more so four. Oh damn. 
you know what I'm saying? Okay. Every other weekend or something like that, you know, where I could squeeze her in outside of my work schedule. It wasn't always like that, you know, when there was time she would come home for break on break from school or I met her at my job. We worked at the same place, you feel me? So shifts were a time of spending time too. But um yeah, bro, when it came to outside trying to make time and stuff, like I really had to invest and like get, you know, make the most out of it, what I can do. You know, and man. <laughs> so I, I definitely see uh so she was going to school mm-hmm. and then on top of that she had uh she I got mean, tiger parents. The stereotype too of uh the asian community is that mm-hmm. their parents are extremely strict oh on their kids God. education right so oh my god if that's anywhere being real then that's <laughs> even double the uh the amount of time that's taken away from you and bro she takes that schooling serious I, like she made it known nothing not even our relationship would get in the way of her becoming successful which is good at right. at, a t- at, the, at a point right because she put her happiness before right uh, and so I made it, I put myself in a role to where, okay, how can I be a good support system to where I don't interfere with that? Mm. First year we dated, she made all all A honor roll. So I thought I did a good job because here it is, she was still able to focus and do what she needed in her schooling and get the results not only she wanted, but her parents put the pressure on her and got, and it's like, hey, I was still able to manage to have a relationship. You feel me? But... It just didn't, you know. <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah. Damn, man. And uh, I know you said her parents were a big part of it, man. Um, well, the, I mean, they were they were actually against her dating me, uh, just cause I was a different culture. Okay, yeah. So, so that was one thing I, I was gonna try to bring up. So yeah. they were against uh, uh, her dating outside of her ethnicity. Yeah. Now, do you do you personally feel like it was against? It was a. Uh, uh, like they were, they were against her dating anybody outside of her ethnicity or a certain uh, race. Just immediately, basically the status quo. I'm gonna just say, I mean, not any anyone that just votes for Trump or anything is like automatically bad. That's not the way if I go. Of course, but they are definitely the type to ride the bandwagon on what their peers, uh, what the American eye views. Are like okay if that makes sense and through propaganda you know black people are usually advertised as entertaining or some form of bad is happening um, and they decided to go with the belief of the propaganda prior to them meeting me they did end up meeting me and uh, like you could tell their energy changed it was kind of different because first I have to understand that where they're from, there ain't no black people like that, you know what I'm saying? But it was just new because their upbringing was, okay, date your way, date and stay within your lane and everything like that. Her sister's doing it. And, you know, the girl I was with, she was kind of, um, uh, she's one of those girls that's like, she'll step outside of the box. She'll she, she's out. more Americanized than, um, Absolutely, yeah. than her parents. Yeah, for sure. And she's w- well, she's well aware of how America works uh, compared to her parents, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so they're more so on like, you know, she's in school to become an architecture. So it was like I had to fight. First off, I had to fight to the fact that I'm black. Then they looked down upon at my what my current job status was. 
and then um you know they just didn't have any um belief in me mm. as far as uh becoming something or yeah. anything but the the thing was that they didn't even give you a chance to and to even try to part. build a, a, some kind of a faith in you right i'm talking about doing unnecessary things cutting our and in, interrupting our dates forcing her to have to come home just unnecessary stuff mm. um i make i had to leave the hospital like there was a time when she got in the hospital i took i had to take her to the hospital and i was told i had to leave before her dad punches me and i didn't even cause the wreck i came to the scene and took her to the hospital like you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. how much uh that's some bullshit yeah bro i went through a lot for that girl bro yeah and like that's why it's different that's why i'm like now i'm more careful i'm more anal analytical if that's the yeah. right word i'm more aware woke on what um i should invest in and what i should not invest in yeah now i'm not saying like with her the door is completely closed like I feel like right now she's just going through some type of phase of like trying to, I don't know, like see what she wants. Like everyone does, you know, like everyone has that phase of they're trying to see who they are and who they like and everything like that, you know. And her coming from a household where they were strict, controlling, always up the ass, those be th those tend to be the ones that cut loose once they're out and about outside of their ho uh, their parents' home. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's her main thing right now and her main focus and not more so building with anyone. The, pro the problem that, 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 that I could see being uh, like, you know, like you facing again is the fact that if she is anywhere near family oriented, mm -hmm. what's going to happen is that even if she, when she does step out of that zone, that, that her parents are still going to be there. So exactly. that's still going to be a, a luggage that she's going to be carrying around exactly. with her. Now, I'm the type of motherfucker that, if I if I feel like even somebody in my family's toxic, like whether it's my moms or my pops or anybody else, if they're toxic and they're against anything I'm trying to do, mm -hmm. I'm gonna cut you out. Right. 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 Because uh, I feel like that's that's what needs to be done. Because sometimes, like I said in one of my older videos, man, uh, yeah, uh, I don't really know much about their culture, but one thing I know about is boomers. Right. So motherfuckers born like in the '60s, '50s, and shit, man, yeah. they they the most simple-minded people right. usually. Right. Right. You right. know, and and at the same time, they're not as open-minded. Mm-hmm. So they like to stick to their ways, and uh, and if that's the case, man, that means that that shit's gonna continue going Facts. on forever if she doesn't cut them off. Facts. Now, I don't know the girl; mm -hmm. I've only seen her once. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's uh, if she if she was willing to cut off her parents to have a, a happy relationship with you. Mm -hmm. If she's not, then I wouldn't even try to look twice that way. So this was interesting. Okay. This is why the crossroads were like, damn. She went out of her way actually to try to get her parents to understand the situation more she wrote a whole little letter mm. and uh basically let them know like hey this is my life i can't i, I I'm, a, I'm gonna be attracted to who i'm attracted to i'm gonna be with who i want to be with and y'all just gonna have to accept that and move on with it and that's that you feel me and once she did that her parents, that's when her parents started letting me come through a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And they saw, they actually saw, okay, he's cool. Dang, wow, he can interact with our youngest daughter. Wow, cool. Wow, he eats the same as us. Wow. He, wow, he can watch the movie. Wow, he's 
engaging in the karaoke wow you know what i mean mm. and just like for how for me it was a different experience for them it was a different experience but i came in willing to accept the experience as to where it kind of caught them off guard mm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you killed them with kindness exactly pretty much exactly mm. i always i made sure to always do that i always made sure i came there looking nice smelling good smiling and shit you know respectful all that engaged at whatever's going on you know what i'm saying i was there for all that family nights game nights painting we all did painting and shit i was all that but i didn't get to that point until a whole year I, like once we reached the year i just now was able to start coming around her parents mm. you feel me now to you is this like the most serious relationship you have period absolutely for real? as far as uh Definitely as far as, yes, everything as far as uh, time, feelings, uh, investment, just everything, yes, definitely. My longest uh, relationship. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, like, all right, so since since you went through all that, are you still planning on, on dating outside of uh, uh, your race? I try not to eliminate my chances of who's really for me based off culture and nothing yeah um so nah i'm a, i'm gonna stay how i am but uh it's just like things like that just depend like now if she was on her own like let's take the situation with my ex if she was already out and about on her own had her own career her parents ain't up on her ass and stuff like that then the situation might just be different mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's still just that, uh, just that 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 stress that comes into play. Cause right. regardless, man, what happens is that let's say, for example, man, y'all was like, you know, you was in New York and mm -hmm. you met her in New York, and her family's out here in Texas. Mm -hmm. That's one of those situations, right? Kind of like you built a whole uh, life over there with her, and then she brings you home to meet her parents. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you, you meet them, man, it's it's a it's a it's gonna be an ongoing stress that's gonna continue to happen in the relationship, right? Where like, man, like, yeah, I, I want to go to your family functions, but they don't even fuck with me. Fuck so it's kind of like it, it already puts you in that negative kind of mindset where I'm just like, fuck, man, like, fuck, yeah. I don't want to go, you know? Right. Like, yeah. So that shit is gonna continue to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. So that means that you're willing to to do that for her. For her, so exactly. I hope that she does uh, see that and appreciate that, and not just think that you know that's a given and it's supposed to be like that when it's not. Because mm. you know the same way that she put her school uh, uh, stuff before you, right. which you know I, I don't have no problem with that because right. I feel like everybody has a right to their own happiness, mm. whether you have to sacrifice certain people or not. Well, she also has to realize that that's your happiness too. Facts. You know? And I wouldn't want you to be in a relationship where you're going to be stressed the fuck out. Right, right. And it's not even her the one stressing you out. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, that's some bullshit. Yeah, bro. I don't have a problem with people dating uh, outside of the race and, 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 and uh, um, you know, ethnicity mm -hmm. as long as the person accepts you right. and, your, and your people. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like uh, one of the rare things I ever see is uh, it's, it's hard for me sometimes to ever see a, mm -hmm. a Hispanic man with a white woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, but what what I see more often is a, a Hispanic girl with a, with a white guy. Mm -hmm. But then I always be like, okay, you know that's cool, but is he gonna accept your people? Right. You know. So once this Trump shit happened, mm -hmm. how did he feel? You know, mm -hmm. how, how was that situation like? Right. What's in their thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, is he telling you that, or does he really feel that way? You know, right. like, 
So it, it's kind of those kind of situations, man. Um, and I, and online, one of those things I see trending right now, bro, is like a lot of people are bashing a, a, a black man for dating outside of their race, trying to date other Always, women. Always, bro. So that was one of the reasons why I was asking you too, because I wanted to see what, what was going on through your mind. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is why it gets highlighted and so much attention with successful black men and who they choose to invest in dating. Like, have you came across that before, right? Like, where you, or that topic where, um, you know, black men always, uh, that stigma where black men always date outside the race whenever they got money and where, you know, there's some black women that get upset because um, it's not a black woman by their side. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I had to sit back and analyze and think, like, what kind of thought process is that? You you all aren't even taking cons- love and consideration or how they function with each other into consideration, what their background story may be, or how they even met, or how they are around each other. None of that got in consideration just because of the appearance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. That's a that's a that's a sick way kind of to think. You know what I mean? I think it's just because. Um, I mean, I I understand both sides. Right. I, right. I definitely understand both sides because mm-hmm. you know uh, from what I've read, right? Obviously, I'm not black, so. Right. Uh, but from what I've read is uh, what mm-hmm. people say that you know that you want somebody who's gonna understand your struggles and uh, and is gonna go through them with you. Now you that's know? a fact. That, yeah, yeah. So I definitely understand that. Um, but I also understand the love part, you know, a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. If, like, with the Latino community, if that was the case, then you'll never see a a, a Mexican dating a Salvadorian person mm-hmm. ever, right? But I mean, it happens. Right. Like, I mean, my lady's Mexican, half mm-hmm. Nicaraguan, Wednesday, and I'm Salvadorian, so, mm-hmm. like, uh, like it's uh, even then, like, some people might not be like, well, that's not much of a difference. And actually, it is because our Spanish is completely different, our right. our culture is different, our food is different, right. our slang is different, everything's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Bro, like th- in in the Latino community, there's so much, there's so much shit talking that goes on about uh, us as Central Americans, Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, they say that our Spanish is like ghetto as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like ours is like that slang Spanish, and right. that's how it is. That, like we don't that proper Spanish is Spain. Right. We don't have that. Right. So we get shitted on all the time. So there's already a little bit of division there. But but I, f- I feel like if if that was the case, then you'll ne- you'll you'll always see people with their own uh their own group. I personally, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I really don't give a fuck yeah. as long as the person's happy. That's um, it. At the end of the day, I mean, that's I feel like that should be the real true focus point. Of yeah. Are, is that person happy and are they doing what they want to do? The problem is that there's too many people who, who pretend to give a fuck about that other, uh, about uh, strangers. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, why why should I give a fuck about such and such who he's going out with? As, you know, <laughs> like, like what they doing for you? Yeah, like what the fuck, how does that affect me personally? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. So I personally, you know? but that's just how I'm built. Like I, I'm the type of motherfucker that, you know, if a motherfucker like, I mean, it's probably gonna seem like, you know, bad as fuck. But yeah. if a motherfucker is doing some wild shit yeah. in New York, I don't give a fuck. It's not me. Exactly. You know, and as long as he's not going out there hurting like right. uh, the public and shit, you know. Then, but if he's doing something that is, that he feels like it's for his happiness, then who the fuck am I to say that hey, he can't do that? Exactly. The fuck, you know. Exactly. That don't make no fucking sense. And bro, man, I see that a lot on social media, bro. Mm. Where a lot of people, I mean, I guess that's what social media is for—is a platform for people to give their opinions. But you, I see that a lot, bro. I see that a lot where people will engage in the comment section and they'll put 
their whole opinions out on other people's relationships and what moves we made and stuff. Like, there's this interesting guy um, named Kevin Samuels. Mm. Um, he's an image consultant. And so he's very honest and upfront with rating or telling people, you know, wow, dang. I don't want to put all his stuff on here, but he lied, bro. You should really invest and uh, watch him, check him out. But basically what he does is he'll have people call into his show. He has a show, and they'll talk about certain things like in modern-day problems, like with relationships or the mindset that people have and why is it like that, you know. And his whole overall goal is to help people be realistic for the things that it is they want. And are they willing to, you know, uh, accept the things that that comes along with? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, some women feel entitled to have a rich man in their life. Mm -hmm. But don't know that a six-figure man is only 9%. Of the you know men walking around amongst the United States, it's yeah. only nine percent of them. You have to put in consideration, you know, like are they gonna view you, yeah, even as a contender? You know what I mean? Yeah, like what's gonna now make you, you stand in up? competition? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you being realistic about yourself? Yeah. What What makes you automatically feel entitled to someone rich? Mm. You know what I mean? I think because uh, shit like that's been implemented into their mind. Exactly. Uh, when they were young. Exactly. Like, oh, one day you're going to marry uh, a rich, rich man. man. Either that or they end up developing um, it down the road by, like, shit that they watch or they get influenced by certain mm-hmm. stuff, man. Um, me and uh, me and Zay were having that conversation the, uh, the other day, too, man, that a lot of, fe- a lot of uh, females feel entitled yes. to certain things, but they don't bring shit to the table, right? So kind of like I was telling him, you know, like, obviously what I look for is an independent woman who's a go-getter. She can go out there and get it on her own. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, we can both create together instead of me having to do the whole creating while you just leeching off of me. Right. Right. Yeah, you might be taking care of the household, but if we divorce, you're taking half of my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, I mean, that's just the way I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm correct, but that's just, you know, the way I think. Right, right. So I do I do feel like, uh, you know, a lot of females think like that, though. No. Well, I'm not going to say a lot. I'm going to yeah. say a, a portion of females think like that, mm-hmm. that they're like very uh, gold diggers. Facts, bro. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just a fact, bro. Surveys show it. Videos show it. Money plays a huge role. Hmm. Uh, it did in my parents' life. I mean, my parents' uh, uh, marriage. Um, yeah, bro. Like that's just all I keep seeing at the end of the day. Like, well, they say that uh, one of the biggest things that leads to divorce is money. Right, Facts. That's but one but of the but that's because um, there's different levels to it, right? There's a difference between being a gold digger and then, of course, uh, stressing over money, because Facts. that is a real thing, right? Like right. if Absolutely. you live in paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and you gotta pay everything, and and man, you just don't feel like you're gonna be able to make it uh, by by your next paycheck, right? Or you surviving off them twenty dollars for for the remaining of the week, you know? Yeah. So it's like, bro, I've been there before, yeah. And that's just stressful as fuck. So I can only imagine if you have someone else with you. And y'all both stressing. Obviously, y'all going to be arguing and shit. And a lot of times, that's the reason that leads to to people separating. That's why it spiked this past year. Oh, yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard about that, man. I didn't look into it, but I heard about it. You know what I'm saying? um, Dang. It's crazy, bro. Because now I look at it. The same week, my relationship fell. I lost my job. Mm. 
my car, everything. That's but but she knew you lost that before y'all broke up, or you, yeah, you lost all that after? So you think that that probably could have played a factor? Yes. So if you think that that could have played a factor, why would you even think about uh, there being a possible chance down the road? I, I wouldn't because, even look twice at that point, bro. Because she told me at one point, like when we um we had a conversation, we was talking, just trying to see if we could work things out or something. She exposed to me that she wants to break the way of thinking that her parents instilled into her. Yeah. But in order for her to do that, she needs to go out and on her own and learn the world, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that's that. I mean, realistically, though, I don't think it'll happen again for sure. But if it ever did happen, it would be because it's from her end and her realizations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not from my wants, but more so because I'm just available. And that's it. (laughs) I I think that one thing that uh, she probably made a mistake on was saying that she was going to try to pretty much experience the world on her own. Which I get it. She was real, real strong. Yeah. On independence. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Which is extremely good. But the reason I feel like it's a good thing that she wants to, uh, you know, become more open minded. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always a positive. Right. Um, And she wants to learn uh, uh, how the world is or whatever she wants to do on her own. Right. But at the end of the day, she's a Filipino woman. Mm -hmm. And if she's living in this world on her own, then she's a lonely Filipino woman. As soon as she gets into a relationship with an African American, mm-hmm. everything she learned is tossed out the window, and it becomes a whole different situation. situation. So either way it goes, I don't feel like that was the right move for her to do. Exactly. If she really wanted to learn, she would have stuck with you, and then she would have, she would have realized what the world is really like, right? Exactly, and because that's what it is. She didn't really have a realistic uh, approach to it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy, bro. I, I mean, I've dated outside of my ethnicity before, and it, um, I mean, when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. um, for uh, like uh. It, it, it obviously, you know, me being a Latino man, uh, I'm gonna have more Latino women right. trying to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and then for some odd reason, every time uh, you're single, nobody wants to fuck with you. But <laughs> once you get into a relationship, yeah. sometimes you have people trying to mac on you and shit. Yeah. Right. Um, I have dated a, a, a black woman before. I've mm-hmm. never dated a white girl before or an Asian girl, so I wouldn't even know how that goes about. Yeah. The most I'm familiar with is just a, a black and Hispanic, and to me, you know, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um. In my opinion, I yeah. feel like it was very similar yeah. in, in, a, in a lot of aspects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just one could speak two languages, one probably doesn't. Yeah. That's just, that was the only difference, you know. They yeah. both are, are strong and independent and will yeah. beat my ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so that's the way I took it, you know, growing up. But um, Facts, bro. Oh, my God. I got beat up by both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I got one that just beats my ass all the time. You know, <laughs> you know and she's Mexican and you got to Oh, listen, my but God. Facts, Yeah, bro. yeah. So our women <laughs> are, are definitely have a strong personality, man. And <laughs> and you you got to deal with it, bro. That's uh-huh. You know? But uh, yeah, as far as, like, her parents, uh, uh, the way they was, man, I, I think that that's a, I think that's an issue. To, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But... I feel like that's actually an issue with a lot of older people in general. It is. So, now, the reason I say that is because a lot of people also talk about the uh, uh, the racism in, in the Latino communities mm-hmm. within the older generations, right? Mm-hmm. And I definitely see that. Um, I see that from the Latinos, uh, the Latinos that came from, you know, Mexico or Salvador or whatever, when they come over there, when they go from over there to over here, mm-hmm. and then growing up, I, I would hear the shit that they would say sometimes, right? Yeah. And we can get into that uh, in a little bit, but... So the reason I'm saying that all older people mm-hmm. is because um, besides school, besides all the racial shit that would happen at school, because mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I, I guess it's not as common, but racial wars and shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's not as common. So the reason I say it is because apparently not, not a lot of people went to an all black and Latino school, mm. right? And I was one of the, uh, one of the people that did. I went right. to an all black and Latino school, so you would have racial wars, but. It was never really serious. It was always like more of entertainment yeah. for the school, mm-hmm. and then it was like one started beefing with the other, and obviously Boredom. that yeah. And then after that, everybody goes being cool again, yeah. right? <laughs> but as far as like real shit that yeah. I've experienced um, was when I started working, and uh, uh, as I got older, mm-hmm. a lot of the racial stuff I would see. Obviously, when I when I'm getting my first few jobs, yeah, I'm not working in a, in a white area. I'm right, working right. in in a minority area because right, right. I don't have experience to get hired somewhere further. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of the racism I experienced was from uh, um, older uh, older black people, mm-hmm. right? So, like for example, like they would either tell one of my, my one of my Hispanic managers, like, "Yo, you need to take your ass back across that border," you know, shit like that, or like, "Yo, do you even fucking speak English?" You know, shit like that. So, I've I've seen the 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 oh, the racist the, the racist comments come from the the older black community mm-hmm. uh, towards my Hispanic peers, mm-hmm. the same way that I've seen. Uh, the older Latino community mm-hmm. say racist shit about the black community. Yeah. So uh, then I started thinking to myself, like, yo, why the fuck are they like that? Like, what is it about it? I no, no, so know. hold on. I got, I got an idea. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me what you think about this. So mm-hmm. obviously, like, I was intrigued by it, right? Because I'm like, yo, why are, they, why are they like this? Why is it that the new generation ain't like this, but the old heads are, right? Right. So then I started trying to put the pieces together. So me, I was born in the 90s. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt the 90s was more raw than it is today, right? right? And if you look past the 90s, it was even raw. Right. Like, it was just like, you know, it was hardcore, <laughs> right? Throat. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of these people grew up like that, yeah. right? Whether it was in different countries, at the end of the day, it was more raw. Um, so the way, the same way that we make fun of Generation Z for being soft, mm-hmm. they probably make fun of us, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not as as uh, uh, as hard-headed as they are, right. right? So I started trying to put the pieces together, man, and uh, I started, the only thing I could really do is just kind of dig in to the, Latino side because mm-hmm. I'm Latino mm-hmm. and I have more access to people, older people with my uh, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So I started asking questions, you know, and I'm like, yo, did, what happened? Like whenever you came over here, you know, like um, did you ever have like encounters with, with uh, sure. African-American people, you know, that right. and stuff like that. And then every single person that, that I asked, bro, they always have stories, right? Like what triggered it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what triggered it? Like I'm not, I'm not, now they don't say, oh, this is the reason why. No, they oh, don't say uh-huh. that. They just tell me stories, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think about the times that I would go to El Salvador. And when I was in El Salvador, I w- it's not like I would go on vacation for like a week or two. I would literally be out there for months. Mm-hmm. Every single, almost uh, every other year, I'd be out there for months. So mm-hmm. I would talk to a bunch of people over there. And then I was one of the few people who would listen to hip-hop out there, right? Because English isn't a part of our culture. Right. So I'm over there listening to hip-hop and shit, you know, uh, b- uh, banging Zero and, 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 and uh, DJ Screw and shit, riding yeah. around in El Salvador <laughs> and shit, yeah. thinking I'm cool and shit. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. But... I asked them, I'm like, yo, like, uh, you know, uh, are you familiar with, you know, with any any of these uh, rappers and stuff like that? They're like, mm-hmm. nah. So, and then uh, uh, any any black person that was out in El Salvador yeah. uh, came from, like, Colombia or anything like that, right? And there was, I never saw any racial tension. Nobody ever talked shit about uh, African Americans out there, mm-hmm. nothing. Because how are they going to talk shit about something they don't know? Like, there's there's nobody there, right? Exactly. So, every time I would ask, they never had nothing negative to say. It's only the people that came from over there to over here that had negative shit to say. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of where I started, like, putting it together. I'm like, okay, so this is coming from shit that they've lived. Right. So, then I started asking, like, so, like, for example, like, my pops, I asked him, like, yo, what's up? Like, he just told me that a lot of times, like, you know, when, when they come over when they come over from uh, a Latin country, mm-hmm. they're, not cu- they're not coming over here with money. So... What's going to happen? They're going to come straight into the hood, mm-hmm. right? Into low-income areas. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, 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 a lot of them at the time were uh, heavily African-American. So right. you have a lot of Latinos coming in randomly. And w- what happens when you put two alpha groups together, bro? Motherfuckers yeah. start bumping heads and, and there's fights, bro. Right. So a lot of uh, race wars and, and, you know, race was high. Uh, like uh, the intensity was high at that time. So there's a lot of situations, man, where there was just a lot of beef, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, they, c- they couldn't, when they first get here, they couldn't, up bank, they couldn't open up bank accounts, nothing right. like that. So they carry around cash. People, that was an easy target, you know, mm. people hit licks on them. And then that was like their first encounters with African-Americans. Mm. And uh, um, I do think that it's still an ignorant way of thinking because yeah. um, you can't generalize. Yeah, right, right. But like I said, they're very hard-headed yeah. as opposed to how we are. And then Generation Z is probably even more open-minded than we are. Yeah. But uh, um, from experience, that everybody always had a, 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 a violent mm. encounter where they fought each other or right. something like that. And it happened consistently, like... Like my pops would tell me that you know, like even a neighbor at and uh, across the apartment from mm-hmm. us, um, every time he came outside, he would always mug him. My pops didn't, you know, didn't pay no attention. But one time they were crossing paths against each other like that, and the dude try to, you know, bump his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get some shit started. But what the dude didn't know was that my pops at the time, uh, you know, he used to uh, uh, smuggle weapons across the border and shit. So he was, you know, he 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 got he got some, you know, he got some he got toys some, and shit. Yeah, you know? he got some heat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he came outside one time, man. He just he like with, with some pistols and shit like that. He just started busting in the air, and then after that, you know, dude didn't want no plex with him. Yeah, everything yeah. was cool and shit. But it was just that racial tension, mm-hmm. and I can only assume that that's the reason why a lot of the racial issues I've seen have been mm-hmm. from older African American people as well, just because they had that beef before. Yeah. So that's my theory. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that's all of Latin America mm-hmm. because you know that uh in El Salvador uh, from what I saw that wasn't really an issue. I can't really speak on the Mexican community because I'm not Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um but I can kind of only assume the same because when uh, uh when Haiti had the earthquake and a lot of them uh you know try to uh, flee. Yeah. A lot of Mexico took them in with open arms and gave them jobs and everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, from from what I read and, and from what I've been hearing is that they weren't, they weren't treated any different. Like, they were, everything was cool, you mm-hmm. know, welcome with open arms. So then where the fuck did that racism come from, yeah. you know? And I think it all came from the experiences when they came over here. I don't know if you knew this, but, like, uh, so whenever the Civil War happened in El Salvador, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them fleed to, to the United States, and a mm-hmm. lot of them went to, uh, to California. Uh-huh. And uh, whenever they went to California, mm-hmm. uh, we talk different than Mexicans do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of us look different, mm-hmm. you know. It, we act different. So what happened? They started getting uh, uh, their they started getting their asses beat and and, and robbed and shit like that by um, uh, Mexican gangs mm-hmm. and uh, African American gangs. So fucking what happened? All uh, all the Central Americans yeah. formed a, a group called MS Thirteen. Yes, sir. And they had, uh, you know, there was no beef. Joke. There was beef with, uh, you know, the African Americans <laughs> and with the Mexican community because, because, because of that shit. You see what I'm saying? So, them boys ain't no joke. Well, I mean, I don't care about them, but my, my thing is that, is that, shit like that leads yeah, to shit. You know, so, shit like that. so they built enough anger to where they formed a gang, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine the people who didn't want to join a gang but still had anger. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's my only. My, the, my only conclusion I could think of. Now I'm not I'm not ignoring the fact that it doesn't exist just because of skin color. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, Latin but America. But like I said, I can only speak right. on El Salvador and from the people I've met from Mexico. Right, right. So, but that's what makes sense to me, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I always I always thought like, yo, why why so many old heads, man, got issues with with each other? You know, oh, you know, they seem so bitter and they seem just so committed to their way of thinking. Like it's like. 
you can't even shed a bit of light in there to their mind, bro. It's like that shit locked. Mm. And I know exactly what you mean, bro, because I've I've seen it. I've heard it before. Like, I know, like, elderly blacks get on Latinos and elderly Latinos doing that to blacks. Mm -hmm. And this elders in period just being disrespectful and inconsiderate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, because one time I was working at T-Mobile, man, and shit, you you know Joe, right? Yeah. So me and Joe was working at the same store. So the store that we working at is uh, uh, on veterans, right? Mm-hmm. Primarily, it's it's mostly nothing but uh, African Americans and Latinos, mm-hmm. right? But that specific store, you did get a lot of Latinos. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me and him was working that one day. You know, we was chopping it up, and then a uh, uh, tall black dude comes in. You know, I was with somebody, and I think he was the only person available because there's a lot of people need, needed Spanish speakers. So all mm-hmm. the Spanish speakers were tied up, and I think he was the only black dude working there at the time. Mm-hmm. So, black dude comes in. Older black dude comes in and obviously he approaches him. Mm-hmm. He starts trying to uh, do, wants wants to do an upgrade. He wants to buy a phone, right? Um, and he's helping him out. And then when you work sales, your manager usually tends to try to fucking uh, um, micromanage. They mm-hmm. either like stand around you, try to listen what you're like what you're pitching and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's annoying as fuck. But at the end of the day, it's part of the job, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the black dude was all like, "Yo, can I help you?" Mm-hmm. And then he was all like. Like what you mean? He was all like, "Yo, like you, you, like you just standing right here." And he was like, "No, I'm the manager. Like I'm just trying to make sure that everything's going good." He was all like, "Well, like so." He was telling him pretty much to get the fuck away. He was like, "Do you speak English? Do you not speak English? What, what, what the fuck?" And then like the the guy was just like, "My my manager was just like, man, what the fuck? Like yo, this dude's tripping." Yeah. And then he was all like, "Yeah, get the fuck away." So he got he got a, my my assistant manager left, and then he started telling Joe. He told Joe he was all like, "Man, we gotta stick together, bro. Like they they be sticking together. Like we gotta stick together and shit like that." And then he was saying some other shit, you know, and I don't have a problem with, with, with people, you know, trying to empower their own people. Yeah. But that's not the way you handle it. Like, exactly. Yeah. Bro, and, like, and then second of all, it's like it's a fucking upgrade. Yeah. Like for anybody who doesn't know, when you work in a cell phone store, <laughs> the last thing a, a sales rep wants to do at a cell phone store is to do an upgrade because it doesn't pay shit. Right. So it's not like he was fucking wanting the sell. He was yeah. doing it, you know, but it, he didn't want the fucking sell. Like he's like, I don't want to fucking do you know, this shit. So. I know exactly what you mean, bro, because, like, in the serving world, this is how they do that. That's how they come across worse. So they'll throw out things like, oh, man, you're such a great server, man. Or I've had some tables be like, uh, you're going to be successful, black man, this, this, and that, and all these great um, encouraging words, right? But when it comes to that tip, <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, okay. that shit broke in a bit. Yeah, I'm talking about nothing. So I, I, I'm talking about it. just happened to me last night. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bunch of cap. Is what I noticed. It's a bunch of cap, bro. Mm. Very rarely do you come across people who are genuine and actually aware of how things work. Mm. Those those people I come across, like for example, if I have a black table that come in, they expect amazing flock, like amazing service. No matter how complicated, no matter how rude, no matter how anything goes, they just expect that of me, right? But once they see the bill, and when it comes to them having a tip, I I can say this because I've been serving for three years. They have done me the worst. 
mm-hmm. they have done me the most wrong. There's some that don't tip at all, and they tab me $70. And I have some that do tip me very well and make sure to tip and voice out, thank you, good job, because they know the situation. They know that that situation exists just being black. Mm. You know, and it's not really, I don't think in the black community it's really engraved or taught to us how to tip or how to be giving. Because mm. uh, we are not really, for the majority, most people have that mentality that we ain't got shit. So how, why, why do, what do I need to give? Why do I need to give? Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of a stingy mindset, you know. And um, I think it all affects it and that's why they don't tip nothing and damn bro i just that's just like that's what i'm saying with cap bro and that's why i'm saying it compares with your story because you know some people say things and try to you know make it seem like there's something that they're really not or have the wrong motivation behind it Hmm. like the dude in the story like what does that do like, what shit. does that do for that situation? Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we black. We got to stick together like this. You're in a phone cell phone store. What What's going on? Like, <laughs> what, what, like, what yeah. am I missing something? Yeah, what yo. took place for you to feel like we got to be Black Panthers now all of a sudden? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I now, mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. But, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, it's cool. Like, all right, cool. Yes. Love your people. Yeah. But was it necessary for that situation? Yeah. Because that could come off disrespectful to others. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I took it at disrespect. You know like, what I'm saying? You know, so. but I mean, at the end of the day, I was just like, well, you know, he's my assistant manager. I don't really care for him anyways. Fuck <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sometimes, bro, it's entertaining as fuck when you see your management team get chewed up. Yeah, especially yeah, Especially if they're not cool is. like that. Yeah. You're like, fuck yeah, man. Get, chew his ass up. Yeah. But, you know, in that situation, that's kind of how it was for me. But, you know, I, at the same time, it did kind of bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I do. I do think I do. I do. Like I said, uh, I don't have a problem with uh, people. You know, uh, being uh, all for their own people. Yeah. Um, me, the the way I'm built is that I I give I give a fuck about the people I'm cool with, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like, if you if me and you go out there and then you start you start plexing with some uh, some Salvadorian dude or some Mexican dude or Honduran dude in the middle of a store, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he's brown, so I'm not I'm not going to jump into this shit. Like, man, fuck that. We're yeah. going to hold it down, you know? Yeah, I'm going to hold exactly. it down for you. So <laughs> that's the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck with the people that fuck with me. Exactly. Right? That's Absolutely. just that's just me. Now, of course, that's uh, that's a little bit different um, than being all for your people. Yeah. Because personally, me, I, I think that uh, the, ba- the black community actually moves better than the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Now the reason I say that is because if, if, if something ha- if something happens to one person, mm-hmm. everybody goes out. Wow! Right? You know what's amazing about that? You know what came to mind? Mm. This past year, me and Nestor we yeah, went yeah. to um, pot. Oh, we went to go protest. Yeah, yeah. Three times, twice Black Lives Matter was packed. The third one was for the ICE situation, and it was it was not. Yeah, it was dead. Like it was like. And I was low key like. That's because our people don't stick together as much. So like, I was kind of like, damn, bro. And what really hit different, man, man, that lady, I'll never forget her voice. She was so passionate about saving them kids, bro. She was so passionate about it. And the part that hit me different, man, was 
when we was marching, bro, we stopped in front of the building where they had the kids held captive at. And we were, um, there were like three megaphones, but we were all just chanting like, we're, we're here for you, we're here for you, we're coming back for you, and we're here. And then when we cut it off, you just cut the sound so you can hear this on the windows. Oh, like people banging the and kids, shit? Yeah, the kids tapping on the windows like, like, get me out of here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit hit different, bro. Like, I'll never forget that moment, bro, because... That, I mean, I was already open-minded to everything. Yeah, yeah. But that moment right there made me analyze everything that in every different situations people go through, bro. And at the end of the day, the one major thing that's going to help, bro, is to just try to love, bro. Try to love, bro, whenever you can, bro, because... That's a dark world them kids in, bro. Mm. Never know where their parents at. Never again. Never will see them ever again. In a whole nother country. Just held in a building. Just standing there. What kind of life is that? Mm. What what kind of image does that portray? Especially from the leader at the time. What does that portray from America? What does that portray just people? Yeah. We have a problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that we are inconsiderate to other people's lives mm. or the way how things go. And we're not willing to put ourselves in other people's shoes sometimes. And then we, even with with, uh, with you experiencing all that, mm-hmm. like you saw how it was. And even then, st- still people don't go out there and, and push. So that that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's like I feel like the la- Latino community is too divided. Um, yeah. Where they really don't give a fuck about each other, because um, uh, shortly after uh, after that situation with uh, uh with Floyd, um, it was a crazy time. I think like I don't know if it was weeks after, man, but some mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic, uh, I think he was Mexican, some Mexican kid got shot in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. In, in front of his security uh, guard. Yeah, in front of it while while working, yeah. he got shot multiple times by the police, yeah. and um, and. He, it, like, How like you nobody get shot was on your job. Yeah, but the thing is that nobody really w- was pushing for him either. Now it's not the black community's. Uh, uh, it's not the. It's not nowhere near the black community's fault, and it's not their job to go push. It's our mm-hmm. job to to start to start that push. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Um, I think recently some Hispanic dude just got choked to death by the uh, police. He said he couldn't breathe. Same that shit, bro. Like me, you, you ain't really hear nothing about it. So. The thing that is energy that needs to be the same yeah, for everyone. And, 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 and a lot of people might make the excuse, right? So I was having this conversation right the other day with uh, with uh, one of the barbers I go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me, he was like, man, maybe it's because, uh, you know, the, the Latino community is scared that, you know, if they go out, you know, they don't have the paperwork and stuff like that and they might get deported. I like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I was like, because, yeah, they might be, but what about us who are right. born here? Right. You know, you have mm-hmm. two parents, mom, dad. Fucking Latinos, we we be we be fucking like, like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and popping our baby. So, you got a, a mom, dad, and then you have fucking three or four kids. Right. Then three or four kids grow up, they already outnumber mm-hmm. the the immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. How the fuck they can't go over there and do that shit, you know? Right. So, but don't don't just look at it that way. Mm-hmm. So also with with that uh, uh with that DACA shit that was going on, mm-hmm. I seen uh people that were that were on DACA right, mm-hmm. and. They were complaining that Latino Americans were trying to be the voice for them instead of one of their own being 
the voice. Um, I'm like, yo, why are you trying to cause division with people who are trying to fucking help you? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's like they they, they were they were already they were both Latinos. One's just a citizen. One's not. And they're causing conflict within the people. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, like when it comes shit. to the Latino community, bro, there's, there's so much fucking political bullshit that, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And I wish that that we moved more similar to the African Americans. Now, obviously, you know, y- y'all not going to be the uh, um, the most, uh, um, how can I say, the most privileged. Obviously, yeah, you're not, right, right. you know. Um, but as far as minorities go, you mm-hmm. guys have paved, I feel like y'all have paved the way for all the other minority groups because yeah i've been here the longest you know you know what i wish the black community would adopt because mm. when we show our strength and commitment to each other when we're hurting when something happens but whenever it's about um you know like keeping a family together we have bad practices with keeping families together bro I see the his uh, the la, um, the Latino culture. Their families are very important, and they all stick together. From what I see, and it depends. Not I. I want to say all. I mean, yeah. of course, situation. If but it's your mama's like, side, probably. But if it's your pop side, because my dad's side, bro, like like not, none of us fuck with each other. Like like that. Like for example, there's a there one of my exes. Her name was Selena. Okay. Uh, her whole family, like grandpa, grandma, they didn't live amongst each other, but they always made sure to have functions and interact with one another. See, my family, when I lived back in California, that's what we had. And that was one of the greatest time periods of my life to know that all my family's around and functioning. Birthday parties were stupid vibes. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. And now, it's like, I don't know, bro. It's like after the death happens to one of the grandparents or to both, everything disintegrates Mm. so badly, bro. It's like like to the point they just lose sight of family-oriented things and just focus on now sometimes we have evil people within your family and it's okay to step away from that too you know what i'm saying do what's wise but as far as the efforts of trying to keep everyone together and having functions and meetups it's not there no more bro. it's mm-hmm. been like that for years and um like i just wish the black community would but i mean i i mean i can't put my whole situation on a whole community yeah yeah but from those i know and who can relate i'm speaking for you know i'm speaking for them you know and um i feel like that's a drastic thing that's missing outside of the black community bro is that we will i I will say that energy man when we was protesting that was beautiful bro i loved it it gave me chills but it needs to be consistent. Yeah. You know, we can't be that kind of vibe and still killing each other out here in the streets. Mm. You feel me? Doing petty ass shit. Like, I saw some shit on the news. This dude killed his own mom, bro. Oh, oh, people killing their own family members, cousins and shit. For what? Like, 
Like, I'm saying, bro, that's why I'm saying. As we advance to these years, it's real important we keep our mental, bro. Because... The, yeah, the social media and the way things are portrayed is a motherfucker. Yeah, and when it be, especially when it becomes the status quo, or or the the thing everyone views as normal, that's when things get dangerous. Like it's bad. It shouldn't even it should it shouldn't even be highlighted when dads are doing things for their kids. No, it shouldn't be. Like that's uh, that's duh. Like why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. But it's highlighted because that's now the new normal. It's it's not normal for them to be in their lives. Mm. Seven out of t- you mean to tell me seven? There's the, the statistic is a seven out of ten, as far as I know in the black community, but I'm pretty sure it's similar in the Hispanic. Mm. Seven out of ten um, baby moms do not have the biological father involved. And are single and raising these kids on their own. Mm. So it's like, bro, it's like division amongst ourselves almost. Yeah. <laughs> We're not helping. Our, we got to help ourselves. <clears throat> well, I know you kind of try to, uh, you kind of try to use uh, the, the Latino community as an example of how they stick together as a family. Yeah. Like yeah. They might not stick together as the whole group of people, but yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as like families. But I have a feeling eventually that shit's going to die out. Mm. So the only reason I say that is because is of this, right? Mm. The Amer- So the American culture is different from anywhere else, right? So mm-hmm. African-Americans act different than Africans, right? right, right. Uh, the same way that Mexican-Americans usually act different than Mexicans, right? right? Yeah. So the problem with the Latino, the Latin Americans is that for a lot of us, we're the first generation born here. Mm, so that makes sense so a lot of us act different than our families do gotcha and as soon as we have kids like my my little girl who's gonna be born in june right she's gonna be a second generation to my family right right and then so on and so on so for a lot of us we're the first ones here mm-hmm. and uh i'm not as family oriented as i wish i could be right um but everyone else in my family except for like my little cousins mm-hmm. they were all born in el salvador mm-hmm so all all of us, from what I see, whenever I go to, whenever I, uh, now that I'm older, I actually try to attend a lot of these get-togethers and stuff. Yeah. From what I see is that the the youngsters who were born here in my family, who were born here, yeah, they're want to be by themselves in a room, or they, they 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 separate themselves. But the ones that were born over there in my family, they all communicate amongst themselves. Right. So I think it's a, a, an American thing. Now. Um, Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like eventually I, I, that shit might die out mm-hmm. uh, if we continue that path. Because right. uh, my lady's not even too family oriented. She's close to her mama and her pops, but that's about it. She's and then crazy. like with me, I try to be cool. I try to be close to my brother and my sister, and I try to associate myself more with my moms now. But I've never really been a family oriented either. So, and uh, if it continues that path, then eventually it's gonna die out. Right. Right. So <clears throat> the problem with uh. And th- this is another thing too, right? That I, I kind of wanted to get into, because um, mm-hmm. another thing I see trending on on, on social media right now mm-hmm. is uh, people discussing how uh, how everybody feeds off of the uh, the black culture, right? Mm-hmm. As far as minorities go, and even right. like Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say, like for example, you uh, I don't from what what it looks like, mm-hmm. it looks like uh, 
your circle mm-hmm. or like most of your your close friends are Latino, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you hang around with the same circle I hang around in, mm-hmm. and we're all Latino, mm-hmm. um, except for Joe and you. And then um, I personally don't like when people use the N-word, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm not in a position of power to say that. Right. Only you and Joe are. Mm-hmm. But I, from the trend that is going currently on right now on social media is that, you know, there's too many uh, Latinos they be throwing the word around. Mm-hmm. Too many people uh, who are not black, period, are using the word. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I pay attention to when they say Latinos because I'm Latino. So they say that, you know, they're using the word too much. They try to be black, um, that we need our own culture, and we need to use our own slang. Mm-hmm. Cool. Picture this, though. Mm-hmm. I literally just mentioned to you that I'm the first generation Latin American. Exactly. What the fuck is my culture? Exactly. You know? So <laughs> It's being created. Yeah, it's being created. <laughs> so, like, my culture, if I stick to my Salvadorian roots, right. you're literally telling me to only speak Spanish. Exactly. I need to speak English. Yeah. So... Growing up here, being the first one of the whole family, not even just like my mom and pops, I'm talking about like my whole family. Right. I learned English not from my household. I don't learn it from the house. Mm-hmm. I learned it from the streets and from school. Mm-hmm. I learned it uh, from hanging out with my homeboys and, and going to school, mm-hmm. right? So the way I talk, it, it's I learned it. Right. That was literally how I learned English. It's the area where you're yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you have so many different type of Hispanics, right? Some Hispanics that act more, uh, that act more privileged, Mm-hmm. And then some that act more hood, and then you know just all that bullshit. You know that's because it depends where you grow up at. Because a right. lot of us didn't learn English in the household; we learned it from the environment we grew up in. Right. Um. So, a lot of Latinos pick up the N word mm-hmm. because of that, right. right? Um. But I feel like after a while, that's a bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. Um. I, at the end of the day, uh, you you get it to an age where you should understand everything you're saying and everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. And and personally, I don't feel like you should use the word uh, because of the meaning behind it right right so i in texas is one of those yeah one of those states where latinos feel like they can use it mm-hmm. um so we're I mean, it's not like i'm just some hispanic dude from like wisconsin or some shit i'm literally saying that while i grew up in houston that so that does mean i used to use the word right i used to use the word that the last time i used it was back in like 2011 right right um and shit the only, like i said like i like i told everybody the only reason i even remember the years because that shit was hard as fuck to stop saying it. It was yeah, it's right. been a part of my vocabulary it's for just twenty part years. Of the, yeah, vocab. Yeah, so, <laughs> and then it took it took me a lot to stop saying it. So mm-hmm. I, I had to stop. Uh, I had to start replacing the word with uh, any any other word that made sense when I'm mm-hmm. listening to a song by myself in the car, mm-hmm. um, and not using it at all in conversation or even when I'm by myself. So that's the only way that you're even gonna get this shit out of your vocabulary. So I had to teach myself right uh, to stop saying it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I even decided to stop was because. Around that time, you know, World Star was the big shit, mm-hmm. and um, I would see uh, people comment about that shit. But I would see it on the internet, people complaining about it. But in person, I never saw nobody getting checked for it, uh. right? Because everybody was cool with everybody around them um, saying it. At least the the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started trying to dig in, like, why the fuck is everybody tripping? Uh, and who's not from Texas? Why is everybody tripping? Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, you know, the reason why. And I was like, man, you know what? Let me stop saying it. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel? Yeah. About. Wow, that's a great question. Because I've seen, so I've seen all aspects of it. I've seen people acknowledge each other mm-hmm. by using it. Yeah, of course. That aren't even black. I've seen white women use it to another white woman acknowledging it. I, uh, I th- you know what I think it is, bro? You know how people are curious 
to another lifestyle. Mm. Or like, let's take let's take for instance like a internet gangbanger or something, or some dude that's not really a gangbanger, but wants you know he gets the thrill out of it. You know he gets the thrill of being bad or like Shit Knight. Yeah, mm. you know he gets the th- he gets the thrill out of you know like what this lifestyle like like oh damn I never held a gun oh let me show you oh I never been part of a gang oh I never said this before let me say it. I think some people need to have to break their conscience and rise to a conscience to where they're aware of everything. Like like how you are, like how you're aware and how you stop using and stuff. It's because you're aware and you're conscious of what the word really is for and what it was for. But a lot of people got started using it out of hand and you just using it for whatever. It's kind of like the new normal now for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, And as far as how it affects me, I've intentionally been called the N-word from someone before. I've heard people explain in situations and then say it explaining someone else. Um, I kind of, you want me to be honest with you, bro? Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like, damn. I mean, I took it for what it was because I felt like I didn't really have the power to go around and just tell everyone, hey, stop saying it. Because it's already so deeply, like, deeply rooted in everyone's, most of people's vocabulary. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. And it's like, I wish, it. W- I would love, actually, if it was different, bro. Because those be the same type of people talking about how they don't see color and shit like that. But yeah. But you do have the power. Exactly. You and do they have don't. Power. Oh, you mean like me telling them to stop? Yeah. Because think about it like this. I'm not in a position because I'm not black. Mm-hmm. If they, if I tell oh, okay. people, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck you telling me? If it ain't bothering all the black people I hang around with, yeah. why the fuck do I got to listen to you? Yeah. You, on the other hand, if your circle is mostly Latino mm-hmm. and you tell them, hey, look, I appreciated it that if, if you, you don't use this right. word around me, if they if they respect it enough, they're gonna stop using it. Right. So you do have the power to do it. Right. I can't tell them that because they're gonna just roast my ass. <laughs> but if you do it, yeah. Okay. For in, okay. You that. have the power, bro. Right. You know, so I, I I feel like if if it truly bothers anybody, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if you cool or not. You need to check them for it. Yeah. Now I'm not saying check them in an aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Um. But if you want to, that's your business. But and let it be known. Yeah, let it. But you know, you, you gotta, you gotta. If it truly bothers you, you gotta say something. You can't mm-hmm. just hold that shit in. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, we all know whether it's relationship or whether it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Holding shit in just makes shit worse. Right. So if it truly bothers you, you know, just say something. Right. Now, uh, I don't know if uh, uh, Nestor still uses the word. And from what he told me, is he 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 tried stopping. Yeah, I don't. I barely. Yeah, I don't really hear it from Nestor. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's other people in the group, man, that are, you know that that they they probably use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so shit, be my guest, check it ass. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm right. saying? I mean, that's just what it is. If it bothers you, yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, tell yeah. you what to do, but if, right, if right. it bothers you, then do it. Feel free to. Like I, I mean, I feel like they'd understand, and I mm-hmm. understand. Shit, I'm telling you to check them. So yeah, I mean, just do it, bro. Like you're definitely in a position. Don't think you're not. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in one individual, that doesn't make any sense. You know, um, you got to tell them why. And if they want to be educated, then you can tell them why. Um, and if some want to be ignorant and, and be like, well, nah, because 
that you know we cool and we grew up in the same like, man, that doesn't mean shit that, right. you know so you know what else i think is a big influence on that mm. hip uh hip-hop or just the music culture mm. it's in lyrics days even them people like little pump he'd be saying this shit. uh eminem don't nah he don't he's very see but he's still cool he can still be down with everything so you compare that you know what i'm saying eminem's not out here there's a difference Eminem's not out here forcing or trying to be a get along with the black community. He's not forced. He just naturally does. Yeah. That's why that's his environment. That's what he came up with. That's just him. Yeah. But he still has that conscience power to know, okay, everyone may not be insensitive to me saying that word. So let me just remove it, play it safe. I'll still live. I'll still be good. I'll still be able to get my points across without using that word. Same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean, it is hard if you always using it. But like, once you implement that in your mind and analyze that, okay, I don't need to say this. Why am I saying it? What is the reasoning of me saying it? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, cause uh, just kind of like I said, I mean, once once you get to a certain age, you should be un- you should be understanding of what you're saying and what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Bro. So yeah, I do feel like hip hop. I mean, hip hop, regardless of what anybody thinks, it has a major influence. Big. Um, a major influence, right? So think about it like this: back in all four or five or six, we were yeah. all rocking tallies. <laughs> that was a part of hip hop. Fat then that shit, and shit. Yeah. Well, I didn't rock a fat forms, but yeah. like, but people around me did. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like that was all a part of the culture. Yeah. And then the, the hip hop scene transitioned into something different, mm-hmm. and now you don't really see uh, uh, this. Like it, it goes with the times, right? You see, you see the the youngsters following the trends and stuff like that. Exactly. So I definitely do think that hip hop has an influence, but like I said, you get to a certain age where you can you control need to be that. Conscious because of. I still fucking listen to hip hop. That's the my preferred genre. That and and, and uh, um, Latin trap now. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I, uh, I so yeah. So I just got into that, but. Uh, I just got into that like maybe like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean shit, that's that's my favorite uh, genre. Mm-hmm. But I, I found a way to replace the word, so I mean yeah. I don't let that influence me into using the word. You, you know, get what I'm saying? And there's this content creator I came across on YouTube. He don't even he black himself. He don't even use the word. He uh, he substituted out with ninja. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I, I appreciate those certain moves, people that are conscious and awoke to those things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People like that are important, bro. They're essential. And so, you're right, bro. It needs to be, um, I think it does need to be said. Like, you know, because it do, like, when people say it, like, I'm not going to lie, it puts a little question mark to my head. Like, does it? A little bit. Mm. Not like, it, I, I, it's a different. It's different if I know you. If I've been knowing you, if I'm cool with you, my homie. You feel me? I don't really, cause like I talk to my homies. Like you feel me? It's just I don't know. But like if you just like some random person out in public or something, and you're acknowledging another person or just anyone else using that, especially like, of course, if I hear that word. I'm going to want to pair it up with someone that's black, of course, right? But what happens is, is when 
I hear that word and I don't see that coming from a person of color. It kind of, the first thing that comes to my question, okay, where are they from? Why are they even, are they forcing? Are they aware? Do they care? Do they see me right here? Mm. Like, th I know they see me right here. Do they not care? Or are they trying to test? Are they trying to prove something? What, what is it? Like, a bunch of different lanes open up just from one word. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, overall, it probably would be good to just stop using it, bro. You know what I'm saying? People, um, I be seeing these pranks and stuff. People be doing these dumbass pranks. Some dude just died by doing a prank in the hood. I heard about that shit. Yeah. He, he pretended like he was going to rob somebody yeah. some shit and yeah, they shot his ass. Yeah, you can't that's be playing. stupid, bro. You can't be playing with people like that out yeah, here, man. Yeah, man. That's why, that's why I'm not a fan of, uh, of, I'm not a fan of, uh, of people who, who build a career of fucking with strangers. Yes. You know, and. It's like, a that's different, dangerous. Bro. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it also depends, right, what kind of jokes. Because, like, let's say, for example, you come up to somebody and you have a phone and you ask questions to fuck with people. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit different as opposed to, like, like when you physically start touching people, like you slap somebody, you throw some shit at them, or, or right. you, like, squirt water on them or some shit like that. That's that's completely different, bro, yeah. as opposed to just asking the questions or, like, cracking a joke on somebody, you know? Right. So I'm not a fan of it. People like watching it. I don't. Personally, mm -hmm. just because I, I start thinking like, man, what would I do in that situation? Right. You know, because it, it builds anger for me. It builds anger. So I know that there's some dude in Houston that does some shit like that. Or he did. I don't know if he still does. He would go around like Home Depots and shit like that fucking with people. But I wasn't a fan of that shit. But I just see what comes, what comes to it. See, people that really haven't, that aren't used to that or um, have too much curiosity that aren't used to that environment or how things work can end up in a world full of hurt. Simply because they don't know their lane, mm. and sadly, that man didn't know his lane, and his life cost him. Yeah, and you just gotta man. know you. That's <laughs> so the best and safest thing. Yes, is to be well aware, self conscious of what you're saying and what you're doing at all times. That's the best investment you can make. Uh, I think I think cloud is a disease, though, bro. Facts and d no, like, bro, you remember this man named Bunk Gang? It sounds familiar, but he would like he'll just run into restaurants, or uh, like eat then run out, or uh, he'll just be destructive to people's stuff. Walmart throwing shit, just being reckless. That's, that sounds familiar, man. I but think I, can't think I think he voiced out recently, like you know how he regrets it, but all of that to get recognized. Yeah. Not the good, not with not the good shit he's done, or if he has, I'm sure he has. But why are we like that? Like the news, bad shit. Social media usually something entertainment. Like we'll sh we show praise to good things. Sometimes, sometimes things get shown some, you know, light. But for the majority, some kind of beef. Whose relationship's failing, not whose relationship is thriving. Yeah. Who it's entertainment, bro. You know what I'm saying? Think about all the movies we watch. We're not watching fucking uh, happy go movies, you know, like, you know, with that are based off positivity. Mm -hmm. Everybody wa is watching action movies, mm -hmm. you know, game related movies, you know, fucking animated movies, you know, like everything involves something that's not positive. Exactly. 
So it's like we're we're being constructed to right to just be entertained from people's uh, failure or just mm-hmm. all the bad shit happening, you mm-hmm. know. Except for like Pursuit of Happiness, that was a good movie. But it was a good movie because I because also the struggle he was going though. through. He was going through a lot of struggles. So but that was that right there was a lot of negativity though. At the end of the day, people were still enjoying uh, watching all that negativity. Exactly. That man, mm. that movie was crazy, bro. Mm. The stuff that how you go how you go from a house with your wife and kids to having to sleep in the subway bathroom. Yeah, hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. What went wrong? Have you, did you uh, look up the actual guy? No, I actually I haven't. Yeah, I so should. it's based off of a true story. Um, mm-hmm. So they, uh, you can actually look up the actual guy and uh, and see how. Like I'm pretty sure some of the scenes were probably exaggerated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like any movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's a real dude though. Yeah. Just imagine that, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I can't. The f- That's what, tough. what pissed me off was the fact that the lady left him. I was just like, man, there you go the money shit again. We're going back See? to that topic. See? But <laughs> that's that's why I said it, bro. Yeah, yeah. That shit plays a big role. Very big. Bigger than maybe, maybe we wanted to play. Yeah. Because why? It's viewed as a form of security, a form of freedom, a form to do whatever, a necessity you need. The more you have, the more. Yeah, but not everyone knows how to handle more. I think the 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 one that stood out to me was the the key to freedom. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people f- feel like once you get money, you have freedom. Mm-hmm. And shit, little do they know, more there's money, more problems. Facts. That there's a reason why that's a saying. But I want those problems because <laughs> <laughs> you know I want the money. So hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm open to them problems, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, cause look, anybody who don't got money want money. Facts. I'm the only, shit, I'm the only right people, there with the you. The only people complaining they're not happy when they got money is people with money. So Facts. Because money <laughs> right now would make my situation a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so I mean, that's you know, why. Please, they own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. You can bring them problems my way any day. Bring it right here. Hell yeah. Real talk, bro. I'll deal with them hoes. <laughs> Hell yeah. But man. Nah, that's just that's just how it is, though, man. I, yeah, like I, I feel like. Uh, like you said, you know, it's just the uh, the negativity is is a uh, is what stands out the most. Yeah. I mean, just think about. I mean, I don't know if this is this is bad, mm-hmm. but it's not like a uh, it's not like an. I mean, I, I guess it can be in a harming way, but like when everybody was going around licking ice cream and shit at stores, yeah, bro, that what kind of stupid ass shit? That, is that? Like, what is that? Like, who think I'm gonna just go up into a store and randomly lick ice cream and put it back? But who? the pro- the problem is this, right? So. The first person who did it, yeah, not only was he dumb as fuck for doing it, but he was also smart as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> because he he probably knew that shit was gonna end up becoming a a thing. Yeah, and guess what? You have a bunch of fucking crash dummies following the exact same path. Same thing, right? So the originator probably did it once, and that was a, that was trendsetter. It. Yeah, and then everyone everyone else once it became known to the public what people were doing, then motherfuckers start getting locked up and shit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the person who started it, you know, he, he's been and gone. Mm-hmm. But shit, still, bro. Like, just the fact that people do shit like that, just just for some fucking clout, bro. That's just a disease, bro. Like, like I mean, that shit. nigga Offset said, "Do anything for clout." That's yeah, it. he got yeah. a whole song. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, listen. Some people might say, "Oh, well, you doing a podcast?" Yeah, man. But look, listen. This is 
my opinion, right? So mm-hmm. just the other day, somebody left a comment on, on that video, right, that mm-hmm. I had uh, on TikTok, and they said, in 2021, everybody doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what? that like? Wh- so this is my thing. What's so bad about people doing something uh, uh, po- positive? What, what's, so, what's so bad about me trying to be productive? I could be out here gangbanging <laughs> or doing some me? other shit. Like what? I've never understood that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, so what? So you want a man who 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 doesn't want to thrive in something, who doesn't who doesn't want to be productive, or or what? You know, say so what's the what's the problem? Like it's always people that ain't doing shit that got something to say. You know. Thank you. Now I'm not saying sh- that person ain't doing shit, cause I don't know that person. Yeah, they just yeah, left yeah, the comment yeah. and dip. Yeah. But still, bro, like I'm like, okay. I was like, it's better than back in 0405 when everybody was trying to gangbang. Right, right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So like, what's, what's the beef now? Now, besides that fact. What mm-hmm. I see and what I take is that as we get older, mm-hmm. you you don't get to hang around your partners as much, right? right? So you don't get to have those uh, those con- those deep conversations anymore. Right, right. And I feel like a podcast is a good way to just kind of absolutely relieve that stress uh, um, of just letting shit loose with on exactly, your mind. Bro. It's it's uh it's healthy to to sometimes have um, like good genuine conversations mm-hmm. as opposed to just like oh I'm gonna talk to him whenever I play online and then just fucking just talk bullshit. So exactly, yeah. That's what I get out of it. Sometimes, it, you know, it's just a good way to um, to just relieve stress, man, and and, Facts. and be open to to learning new things from other people. Absolutely. See, that's what I love about it. I that's dang. I guess that's why I like being in, you know, or I'm taking the good out of being in the service industry because I come across so many different people, and me being someone that likes to observe and learn. I like to learn, dude, like just different things, just or view and understand things differently. You know what I'm saying? I think all of that plays into a role why I pay attention and observe people, like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's real interesting, bro. It really is. It really is. You come across some real different people out here, man. Mm-hmm. And you learn from them, like, like, this how, like, maybe some people think like this, maybe some, some not, but, like, sometimes if I go out to a bar, I'm like, okay, why is this dude here? What are he going through? What can I, what can I learn from him so I don't, I'm not here stressing out, looking sad and stuff like he is right here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or what happened to him? What happened over here? Why are they, like, dang, I always see them here. Why are they always here? Why, why y'all don't do nothing different? You know what I'm saying? What's going on in your, in your lives? Y'all don't do nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or is this just your thing? Is this how you relieve stress? What is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it kind of brings me back to the point, right, where it's like, bro, like, all we doing is a podcast. Mm-hmm. You're knocking me because a lot of people are doing the exact same shit, yet everybody probably on your Snapchat feed is uh, out bar hopping. You, know? <laughs> you feel me? And uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with bar hopping. Right. Um, but you're not gonna get no no no, no productivity done at a My bar, God. exactly. As opposed to a podcast, exactly. So you don't have a problem with them doing that, but why you got a problem with me doing this? It's because you know what I noticed. Some people be hating because you're doing what they can't. Some people hate because you're doing what they can't. They don't have the willpower within them to take the necessary steps to that next level that they see you made mm. and they can't see that inside themselves so they want to downplay your moves like it ain't nothing mm. like it ain't relevant 
you think that they're probably just uh they're scared to take that initiative absolutely yeah i mean shit i mean they're I, afraid of failure yeah exactly so like you said earlier yeah i, I feel like everybody goes through that though like mm-hmm. everybody's like i feel like it doesn't matter how positive you are like at, at, at some point it's gonna cross your mind like man what if people don't like my shit exactly you know absolutely. but the only thing that pushes me is when i just say man you know what fuck it let me just do it because mm-hmm. obviously i'm doing this shit i'm putting my voice and, and my face out there and if people don't agree with my shit, then they could either talk shit to me or they can fuck with me, you know. Mm-hmm. And but but if I would have never done it, then I would never had to worry about that. Exactly. But I'm doing it. Exactly. So, I mean, shit. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, you're probably right on that situation, man. Mm-hmm. You got people who who wish they could take that initiative and and they and they're they too pussy have, to do it. So they can't relate. So all they can do is hate. Yeah, yeah. Look at your Brian <laughs> and shit. And I know you make music too, bro. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I know you, you've been rapping for a little minute now too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, now I did ask you earlier if one of the two could pop off. Yeah. You would rather do the podcast stuff than the music stuff? Right. Even um, though, all right, because so, when I say if both pop off, we both know that there's going to be more money on the on the music side. Right, absolutely. But you'll still rather go with the podcast shit? My, what I mean by that is that like because music for me is more so I mean a podcast is a hobby too but for music it's always been like something I could just pick up and do just whenever yeah but for this podcast stuff like the way it make me feel like the way I'm in the moment like it's a different feeling I get from when I do music music for me is just a platform to be creative and create sounds and whatever it's in here and bring it to life, you know what I'm saying? Create stories in a cool way. Mm. I guess more so in a sense with the podcast, my overall goal is to connect the world to an understanding, you know what I'm saying, to where they're aware of how it's okay to be different. It's okay to disagree, but not disrespecting because they have a disagreement. Yeah. Or, you know, just wanting to learn or something you never knew about. And some you may have come across a podcast and learned something you never knew and mm. apply it to your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe someone else's situation that happened in the news or something that we speak on, you may take that to heart or something and it may change or it may mean something to you. Mm. So with the podcast, I guess I'm trying to create as many opportunities where situations like that can help people in general just to become better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I do, uh, I do, I do see though, man, that, uh, so obviously, you know, a lot more people have been doing podcasts, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> even though I, you know, I was just talking shit about depression, but it's true. Though, <laughs> like, you do, you, you have seen it a lot more, right, right. but it's, it's, some people probably do it because they want to be that next Joe Rogan. Right, right. I do it because I truly uh, enjoy it. Right. It's I truly one hundred percent enjoy it. Like, yeah, of course, uh, who wouldn't want to be the next Joe Rogan? Right, right, right. You know, shit, I'll be fucking sad. I'll be able to take care of everybody. You know, but, but I truly enjoy doing the shit, just mm-hmm. chopping it up with people and just talking about different shit it's because live, I don't have bro. that. You know, right. it's like I could sit here and have conversations with my girl, mm-hmm. but it's not the same shit as having conversations with your partners or or just with a different stranger. You know, right. trying to trying to pick somebody's brain and shit, mm-hmm. asking questions that you genuinely are curious about. I'm not like, because I'm not out here like writing topics like, okay, I'm asking this, right, I'm right. asking that. Nah, like I, I'm literally going, I'm going as I go. Mm-hmm. 
and what I'm I'm truly like interested in. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause it's just entertainment for me, man. And uh and also, you know, like the fact that I don't gotta spend money doing it too. Right. That's another thing too. Like so I had my shoe my my, my sneaker channel before and mm-hmm. I was enjoying it and I was yeah. I was seeing a little bit of a uh, of a rise in, in my subscribers and viewership. Yeah. Um, you know, from and it's not even from people I know because I didn't really go around telling people go hey mm-hmm. go subscribe. It was like authentic viewers. Right. But you have to spend money to make those videos. You right. have to buy, try to get the shoe. You have to stress yourself that you, you know whether you can get this pair or not. Yeah. And if you can't get that hold, then you probably didn't make the video. Now I could have probably done like sneaker news and shit like that, yeah. but I'm not really interested in that. Right. But with this, I can genuinely say I I enjoy the shit out of it, mm-hmm. and it's free. Like besides, well. Once you buy the equipment, right, 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 after right, right, that, right. you don't got to spend no more money, <laughs> yeah. you know? So all I got to do is invite somebody over, and then shit, we chop it chop up, and it's a wrap, you know? That's it, bro. Shit, so that's my thing, man. And um, It's hard, bro. Yeah, it is, man. I tried the music shit before, too, man, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, it was, uh, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was trying to be that next dude. And, like, I guess on a realistic level, too, uh, with the music thing, I'm well aware of how many people are trying to be the next Lil Wayne and Drake and... Kendrick Lamar and everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and if your time is going to invest in that, then I wish you the best. And I hope you be become successful. I more so come at an approach where I try to, mm, I mean, it's kind of a bad thing too because you don't want to have too many things you have to do you know, you want to find that one thing you can be consistent Correct. with. Correct. You know, so that's why I, like, if it was that one thing I can be consistent, I would want it to be the podcast. With music, you know, some niggas be three, every three years putting out an album or something. Just make music whenever you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I don't view myself as just a hip-hop artist. You feel me? I view that as an add-on to me. Mm-hmm being able to do music i just i just feel like that's an add-on to my life just being able, i just think it's something really cool mm. do, do you buy your beats or or like so, are they original beats wow this is amazing because i have my little brother working on a project right now okay. as we speak i'm keeping the, i'm keeping the money in the family um he giving me about seven beats that i will pay for that's a bet right there you know what i'm saying i'm showing him that you know i don't care i'm your brother i'm putting bread in. yeah for sure you know, That's I'm how it should be. How, how the because the real life's gonna have to, real world gonna have to be like that. It's gonna have to function enough to pay for your time and your work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you putting your effort and your time and your work in, so I'm gonna pay. You feel me? So, yeah. <laughs> That's good though, man. Like, cause I definitely think that whether it's your brother or whoever, you, uh, like one of your homeboys, you should never look for a discount. You should always support business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so put money into their pocket. Don't ask for a discount. Pay full price. So, um, so that's yeah. good that you said that. Yeah, bro. So, I, um, he's he's got a few beats he's making for me because um, I'm work, I'm planning on working on another project. I had released one like maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, I heard a, a few of the tracks on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was on YouTube. And, and those were uh, original beats. Th- no. Okay. So those beats were YouTube uh, free beats, but okay. that's why I would attach the uh, producer's name to the title. That way they get their love too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that this is the source, this is where this beat came from. You feel me? So they get their love at the end of the day too. Um, but now, you know, I've been, I was realizing like how much I've been doing it. Like, why not 
try to create it into a side hustle thing where maybe a uh, possibility of money can come from it, you know what I'm saying? So that's why now I took the initiative to try to buy the beats and just see what can happen with them, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, applying hella pressure on myself over it. Yeah. Um, But I do have it registered in my mind to, you know, make sure I take care of business and have that mama mentality whenever I go into the booth. And to try to actually make it into something magical, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's just me. I always try to. I'm always try. I want my. I want my shit good. Like I always want my shit to be good. So, I think that uh, for your brother right, who's doing beats. Mm-hmm. Now, is he just starting with the beats, or or is he uh like is he actually like pretty that, decent? That, at, that at doing man it? is decent. Okay, this man. Okay. But like that—that's not—that's not, that's not a, uh, you being a yes man. That's like you right. genuinely this think is that. Because I've seen this man okay. put in the work for years. This man okay. taught himself how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. This man, I, I, wow, it's crazy, bro. How fast that shit went by. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll just see him close doors in his room, just you know what I'm saying. Just Working and all you hear is boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom, so he's boom. putting in the work. You feel me? Mm. So his work ethic was crazy, and he still does it today. Mm. His thing is, is the outside thoughts of other people, I think. Mm. If he would have kept, he's made multiple YouTube channels and felt like he's needed to be started and everything, trying to figure out, and that's okay. You know, because he didn't know, maybe he didn't know, you know, maybe the quality of his stuff he put out wasn't the best, or maybe, you know, he didn't like what he put out or something. That's okay. But he's starting to figure it out. He has a YouTube channel. He's been having, I think, close to a year now, where he'll just put out beats. He has fans. He was well known um, in this community, this YouTube community. I knew back in a while um, for the type of beats they were making. You know, he actually brought up Oz and people like damn, and considering competition and everything, and actually was t- partnering up with people and everything. And now, you know, just seeing him develop, this man makes his own beats. He raps as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone has taken that initiative to show belief in him. And so that's why I took that initiative and said, hey, I want you to make these beats for me, and I'm going to pay you. Because I genuinely like his beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen, and he my brother, so he know my ear. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You feel me? So it's like he know my ear, so he already know what I'm going to like. I think that uh, um there's an uh there's a how can I say this mm-hmm. there's a market mm-hmm. that is not fully uh tapped into yet mm-hmm. where I feel like he can succeed in mm-hmm. with making beats. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just showed you my streaming software right for mm-hmm. Twitch. Mm-hmm. One thing that's been going on with Twitch and I don't know if you've seen it like in, in social media at all but what everybody's talking about is uh how everybody's getting those copyright strikes, right? So <clears throat> think about it like this, right? Whenever you stream, mm-hmm. people like to play music. Mm-hmm. So when you're streaming, it's not like a YouTube video. With YouTube, you play a song in one of your five-minute videos, and then if it's a a, a copyrighted song, like a, like a song from Drake or J. Cole or something like right. that, then uh, uh, they get the royalties for the video from mm-hmm. the ads and stuff like that because of that song. Mm-hmm. But you don't get a copyright strike. You know, you, you just get a... It's just that that money for that video goes to 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 that uh to them to them mm-hmm. yeah. With streaming, on the other hand, what, what, what the problem is that you're doing hours of streaming, 
So there's nobody to give royalty to. So what they're doing is they're striking motherfuckers. Like, yo, this is a copyright strike. After this, you might get one more, but after that, you might get banned or you might just get banned in general. Damn. So this is this is what I was going to say, right? So with your brother, if he's interested, and mm-hmm. I want you to bring this idea to him, mm-hmm. uh, there's this one guy that I've seen so far, man. He he does more of like techno and uh, um and like... Uh, like Brock, he's a white guy, he, but yeah. he, he does different kind of, he makes beats, mm-hmm. but they're geared more towards that uh, jo- genre. genre yeah. He made one list, one playlist mm-hmm. of hip hop, specifically gearing that towards streamers, so that way they can play their stream and and play that playlist of, of beats in the background without any worries about copyright. So people are looking for good music to play in the background without there being any copyright strikes. Wow. The problem with his hip-hop shit is me being a hip-hop... Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a hip-hop head or like historian or like that, but mm-hmm. I love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I'm not too fond of some of those beats he makes, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not even his That's not even his genre. He's just right. doing it because people were requesting it. Right. So if you're telling me your brother's good and you're not being a yes man, you generally think this dude's good, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take your word for it. And I feel like he could make music right. for streamers. Right. Um, now, if he wants, if he, if that's not what he wants, like say for example, he wants to be the next big producer, mm-hmm. then he can make. He'll probably have to work a little bit more and makes a separate uh, beats for for artists he wants to sell beats to, right. and then make separate ones specifically for the streamers. Streamer. So that way, they start fucking with his content, mm-hmm. and they're always gonna be asking for more shit. Cause bro, like I be trying to stream, and I be tired of playing the same fucking bullshit Sit songs every time, because man. it's one giant playlist he made. I don't like half of them hoes. <laughs> So what I did was all the ones I do like, I took them out, put them into my own playlist. And then it just sounds like it's the same shit playing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So if he can tap into that market and do that, and he has like one playlist, two playlists, three playlists of nothing but fire ass beats or just beats that he doesn't care for, you know, Mm -hmm. that that he wants to just throw out there for the streamers. That's a good way for him to to get a shitload of plays consistently over and over and over. Yeah, because it's not just going to be one play. It's going to be a play multiple times throughout Mm -hmm. an eight hour stream. So I feel like that's a good way for him to to get exposure, p- possibly even make some bread off of it because I think the dude's making money off of it. Absolutely. And then uh, I mean that's just gonna put his name out there. I feel like that's a market that he should definitely tap into because even even Cesar be doing it. Mm-hmm. He be uh he be streaming, but he be playing like actual songs. Right. But that's because there's nothing really out there for uh for him to 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 really? play yeah to to play in the background right. Yeah. So like if you play if you make music and it's original beats then fuck yeah I'll play it in my shit now if it's mm-hmm. not an original beat then I can't do it right, right. but if it's an original beat and you rap over it mm-hmm. or he raps over it I'll definitely play it in my background Beautiful. but if he makes yeah. a playlist of nothing but fucking beats bro that's that's a good way to to get to to dive in wow that's I never even thought of that bro well I don't know if he has so I I I, I do think that it would be a good idea for you to bring it up to him bring or at least up. just show him this little part of the clip he don't even gotta watch the whole thing but just yeah. just watch that part because I feel like that'll be a good way for him to tap into something absolutely because um we don't have from what I've seen I I uh, I don't know anybody who does it yeah he's pretty open minded about yeah. stuff like that too like um new ways of doing things he loves and it bringing money in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, for especially with for his situation right now, I mm-hmm. think that would be a good move, honestly. That would be dope. That would be dope as fuck. And yeah. then, um, you know, shit, uh, uh, you could easily just fucking... I mean, I, I could I could try to put it on social media. Anybody could just, that doesn't mind sharing it, you know, just uh, the playlist, just having that background, bro. Like, right. just because, man, I, I, I don't... Like, whenever you're playing by yourself and shit, you be quiet as fuck, nobody mm-hmm. to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... You want to have music playing in the background, so it just makes it makes the it just it's makes the, the the vibe the cool. vi- yeah, yeah it just makes it a lot better, more entertaining. 
So I think that he could definitely get into that, bro. Mm-hmm. But look, man, I think it's <laughs> way past our time. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's already an hour and 40 minutes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize time went by so quick, bro. Dang. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. live, though, bro. Boy, hey, listen, <laughs> I appreciate you for coming through, yeah, man. I finally absolutely. got y'all here, man. Y'all go make sure to turn in uh, to my man uh, on the Morning Dew podcast absolutely. on Spotify and Apple Music, Don Cino, everybody. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate you, bro, hey, for coming through. Thanks for having through. me on, hey. bro. Real talk. Hey, man, this man cool, y'all. Real talk. (laughs) This man real. Fuck with this shit. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man.